I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. In the book, The Three Laws of Performance, the authors have a very controversial and important idea. And that idea is that all of us, each person has what they call a default future. You have a default future. That future is not the future that you most want or hope for. It's actually the future that you most expect. At your core, that's the future that you believe is going to happen. Neuroscientists call the brain essentially a prediction machine predicting the most expected future. In this video, I'm gonna share the three ways that the language you use shapes your life. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and author of this book, 10X is Easier Than 2X, my third book with Dan Sullivan. If you haven't been to this channel, please like, please subscribe. Let's jump into the three ways that the language you use shapes your life. The first way your language shapes your life is that it shapes your future. It shapes your expectations. They call this generative language, that the language you use, the words you use, literally shapes the view you have of your future and the expectations you have of your future. In the book, Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg, he has a concept which James Clear used and popularized as habit stacking. B.J. Fogg originally called it the tiny habits recipe, which is, is that the easiest way to create a habit is by tying it to a habit you already have. And so B.J. gets out of bed every single day. So do you. And so when BJ's feet hit the floor every single day, he says to himself, it's going to be a great day. That's what he calls the Maui habit, is he connects the whole idea of feet hitting the floor with it's going to be a great day. And that language literally shapes his expectations and his views of what's going to happen. And so the first thing your language does is that it shapes your views and your expectations of the future. And if you want to be really smart and thoughtful with generative language, you want to be really thoughtful about the words you're using. And you want to be strategic about the words you're using. You want to start talking about the future that you want to create. That could be today, that it's going to be a great day. It could be also in small and simple ways. Like when I go home, I'm going to be super intent. I'm going to be super thoughtful. I'm going to be super happy with my kids. This is actually something I learned uh, when doing workshops with Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan would do workshops at Strategic Coach. And one of the things that they would do is, is that they would actually choose words that would describe how they would be in that environment, whether it's like, I'm going to be energetic, I'm going to be thoughtful, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be... And just using those words actually literally shapes how you operate in the world, but it also shapes what you expect. It shapes how you feel. So the key point here with number one is, is that the language you use shapes your future. It shapes your default future. And most people, they don't realize that the language that they're using is shaping their perception of their future and then shaping their behavior and shaping everything they do. So you want to ultimately start with writing down and thinking about the future you most want. You want to speak your future self into existence. This idea of be your future self now, it starts with language. You have to go from thinking to feeling to knowing. And so you want to think about your future self, think about the future you want, and ultimately you want to start speaking it, start speaking your future self into existence, start speaking about the future you want. And the first place to do it is obviously in your journal. And so you want to write it in the most definitive way possible. I love the quote from Neville Goddard. He said, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. There's also another quote from Florence Shin. She said, faith knows it has already received and acts accordingly. So when you're thinking about the future you most want, all progress starts by telling the truth. Think about what you most want, and then you start writing it down. 
writing it down as though it was already true, writing it down in the affirmative, writing it down. And as you do that, you start to reshape your view of reality. I love the quote from Dan Sullivan. He said, the only way to make your present better is by making your future bigger. But you want to start by writing it down, getting explicit about it. Also viewing your future as a draft. It's okay if it's a draft that keeps getting redrafted over and over and over again. As you start thinking and speaking about your future self, you're going to start to get to a place of feeling. And that goes right back to Neville Goddard, which said, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. As you start speaking it, even just to yourself, privately in your journal, but as you start talking about it with other people, if you just tell one person about what you want, it will create a generative loop. That's in the book, The Powers of Two by, I believe, Joshua Wolf Schenk. But this idea of generative language is really powerful. You can know that something's going to start happening when you start talking about it. Not when you keep it in your head, but when you start talking about it. When you start talking to your friends about something you want to do. It could be something as trivial as, I want to get a haircut. Or I want to get this car. Or, I'm interested in this. Once you start talking about it, you're starting to literally generate it into your future. You want to be very thoughtful and very active about the words you use and about the future that those words are creating. Every time you're speaking words, it's creating a future. It's creating an expectation. It's creating a lens of the future. You get to choose the future that you start imagining and you start speaking into existence. The second way that your language shapes your life is that it actually shapes your identity. In psychology, there's a whole concept called narrative identity that the language you have for yourself, the story that you tell about yourself, is in large part your identity. And so the language you use to describe yourself, to define yourself, largely shapes your identity. You could think about it in the terms of I am. How do you describe yourself when you say the words I am? I am blank. And you get to decide that. You want to be very strategic about the language you use, and you want to use generative language, meaning you want to use the type of language that generates not only the future you want, but the identity you want. Because the language you use to describe yourself is ultimately going to impact deeply your identity. And that identity is ultimately going to drive your actions, behavior, your energy, and how you operate. Your identity is probably the most powerful part of who you are. Your identity is the story you have of yourself, which is the language you use to describe yourself. And it's also the things that you're most committed to as a person. This can be a massive double-edged sword because if you're not thoughtful in how you define yourself, you can literally paint yourself into a box and create all sorts of limitations that don't actually exist, but that you've created as existing simply because that's the language you use. Simply by saying, I'm not very good at talking to people or I'm not very, you know, I'm not a happy person or I'm really shy. You're literally defining your identity and you're painting yourself into a hole, which that identity, that language, again, shapes the reality of how you see yourself. It also shapes your expectations for the future and how you operate in that future. So you want to be very careful at how you define and describe yourself. You also want to be very careful at defining and describing other people because you can paint them in a box with your language, especially if you're a teacher, a mentor, if you're a parent. There's a great quote that basically says, you know, watch what you say to your children because the things you say shape how they see themselves and how they see themselves shapes how they act. And so you want to be really thoughtful about the types of language you use for your kids. This fits a lot with the research from Dr. Carol Dweck where she talks about the difference between fixed mindset and growth mindset. And a lot of that has to do with the language that parents use when their parents and coaches, teachers use when they're talking to the kids. If the parents use really definitive language like, oh, you're great at math or you're not that great at that. Rather than talking about the actions and behaviors they're doing, rather than saying you're great at math, it's, oh, you worked really hard on that. Because if you're overly defining them, then it can create a fixed mindset. Even if you're telling someone they're really good at something, that actually can create a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset. Because now people with a fixed mindset, they think that they're good at something and now they become highly fragile where they become afraid of failing because they don't want to disrupt that perception that they're smart or that they're good at math. And so you've got to be really careful about the language you use to describe yourself, but also 
the words you use to describe other people because those can shape people's views of themselves and ultimately how they act. You're not only shaping the narrative or the identity of who you are now, but you also can powerfully shape the identity of your past self, also your present self, and your future self. And you get to create the lens of that. Words are so powerful and you get to define and shape the meaning of your past self. And you also get to recognize with words that you're not the same person you were in the past. I can look and with words in my journal, describe how I'm a different person than I was last week. And by simply thinking about it, how am I different from who I was last week? What do I now know that I didn't know last week? By actually putting thought and word to it, now I've created growth. I've created growth. I've made it explicit, meaning I've written it down. And now I can sleep on it and my brain will literally transform, making those changes a lot more powerful. And so you can regularly reflect on how you're different from your past self. You can also have compassion, love, and empathy for your past self and the fact that they're not you. Maybe they made certain mistakes or whatnot, and you don't have to be mad at them. You can actually instead be grateful for your past self and have a powerful narrative of your past self, but recognize that you're not your past self. You can also do that with your future self. You can start to think about who you want your future self to be. Imagination is more important than knowledge, but you do want to go from thinking to feeling to knowing, which is, is that you ultimately go from imagination and thinking about it and even journaling about it to going into action mode, which is where you start talking about it and then acting and operating from the lens of your desired future self, which takes us to number three. The third way that your language and words shape your life is, is that your language shapes your actions and even your habits. There's a great quote that says, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character becomes your destiny. And so the first step is obviously thinking about it. And that's really what you want to start doing is you go from thinking to feeling to knowing. And you do that by first thinking about what you want. Thinking about what you want, not what you don't want. There's a lot of research on this, the difference between approach motivation versus avoid motivation. If you're always thinking about what you don't want or what you're trying to avoid, what that means is, is that you're trying to avoid a future you don't want. And so that would be your default future. If you're trying to avoid something, then what that means is, is that you have a default future where that thing that you're trying to avoid is the future. And that can fit a lot with language and expectations that if you're if you're, all your time is trying to avoid something, such as avoiding you know, bad people or avoiding certain problems or avoiding losing your job, right? If you're always just focusing on what you're trying to avoid, what that means is that the future you most expect is a negative future, which you're afraid of, which is why everything you're doing is trying to avoid it. So rather than focusing on what you're trying to avoid, you want to focus on approach motivation, which is focusing on what you want and whatever you focus on expands. And so you want to ultimately go from thinking, which is thinking about the future you most want and being creative. You can scale that up. There's, again, no limit to imagination, as Albert Einstein would say. And so thinking about what you want and then ultimately getting down to the feeling level, back to the initial quote that I just shared, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions and your actions become habits. So you want to go from thinking about what you want, not what you don't want. You want to generate the future that you want, not the one you're trying to avoid. And then you want to start talking about it. Watch your thoughts, they become words. Words in your journal, but also words to certain types of people. And when you start talking about what you want, those words will ultimately start to lead to actions and actions will ultimately lead to habits. You can get better and better at using this whole concept of generative language. That the language you use shapes the future that you most see and expect and you can start to shape and create the future you want and then using your language to talk that future into existence. You can also be very thoughtful about how your own language is shaping your identity, the person you are and how you define yourself and you want to be a lot more generative. You want to be a lot more creative about the identity of your past self, which you have ability to create. Your past is something that comes from you 
rather than you coming from your past. You create your past and continually recreate and recreate it with the framing and the language you use. And so you can be really thoughtful about the identity of the narrative of your past self, present self, and future self. And you can use your language to ultimately start moving you and operating as your future self. And you want to do that by being very thoughtful about how your language generates your actions and behaviors. You want to go from thinking to feeling to knowing, thinking about the future you want, speaking that future into existence, operating from the identity of your future self, which is defining yourself in certain ways that empower you rather than disempower you. You want to use the language that will ultimately help you have the future you want, the identity you want, and the behavior you want. All three of those are connected. Your future is connected to the identity you have, and the identity you have shapes and drives the behaviors you have. And all of these are linked together by the language you regularly use. And so you do want to become thoughtful and conscious of the words you're regularly using. You also want to be thoughtful and even aware, mindful of, of the language other people are using. You'll be able to hear it. Some people, their, their language is very pessimistic. They're always talking about the things they don't like about themselves or the, they're focused on the things that they don't like. They're focused on the things they want to avoid. You'll hear people's language and that language not only highlights the future that they most see for themselves and also the identity that they have, but that language is actually shaping the reality and the future that they most see. Our language literally shapes our perception. And so you can be very thoughtful about this, very powerful about this. I invite you to start using your language as a tool for shaping the future you want, the identity that will empower you, and also the actions, habits, and behaviors that will get you where you want to go. You can do this on a daily basis, monthly basis. You can do this also to help transform your relationships. Using more affirmative, more powerful language, more loving language, more compassionate, caring language for those you love. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of 10X is Easier Than 2X, my third book with Dan Sullivan. If you have not yet grabbed this book, please do. Please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel and have an amazing day. See you.